when we shift from the relative viewpoint of Reiki, i.e. me and Reiki are separate, the relative viewpoint is also me and you is separate, me and the world is separate, me and life is separate. So this idea of separation that happens when we start to think. And essentially what happens is the thinking process kind of creates a, a veil over us. So the way that I, I describe it is a little bit like um, when you are, say, walking. So, so like you go out walking. And I use the idea of walking my dog because often when people go out walking their dogs, it can be a bit of a chore. So the idea is when you go out walking, for many of us, we will take some kind of distraction with us. Maybe we'll talk on the phone or maybe we'll go with a friend. And this idea of separateness happens at the most uh, gross level or the, the, the easiest one, the most dense level, I guess, is when we're trying to distract ourselves from our chores or our activities. And that could be in real life, that could be, oh, I don't want to do my work, so I'm going to go on social media or I'm going to go and, and take some kind of um, medicine. Like I'm just going to, I'm so bored with life and I'm so upset with life, I'm going to get eating or I'm going to start drinking or I'm going to start watching TV or something like this. So at this very kind of gross level, we can see it happening all the time. And, and you may have certain activities that you're engaged in when life gets really tough and it, we're completely separate from it. And so we separate ourselves even further by disengaging completely or by distracting ourselves. So that's the kind of the, the most extreme identity of me as suffering and separate from life then we could come to a stage where we can start to engage a bit more. So it's almost like I'm walking my dog. And as I walk my dog, I realize it's an opportunity for meditation. So it's a bit like I say, when you're doing your Reiki, it's an opportunity to get acquainted, acquainted with your body, acquainted with your thoughts, acquainted with what's your internal life. So now I'm walking my dog and I have a additional uh, reason for doing it, i.e. I'm being mindful, I'm being, I'm practicing my meditation, I'm doing mindful walking, whatever this is. So the chore is no longer a chore because I'm multitasking, right? I'm kind of walking my dog and I'm doing something that is a powerful personal growth tool for me. So it would be like going around in your life and you're kind of looking out for times when you are overreacting to things because you're like, oh, that's something to work on or you're working in your life and you, you realize that, oh, now I'm medicating because I want to go eat chocolate cake or, oh, I'm doing. So this kind of self-inquiry is a, like the second level where we start to kind of really come into this understanding that we are separating. So that's already a, a big step, right? Because now we're not running away from the separation. Now we're moving towards it. Now we're actually coming we're, we're shifting our attention. We're looking straight at the separation and going, what is that? We're investigating our own separate self. Now, this, what I'm talking about in week three is, okay, now we're walking the dog purely to walk the dog. So there's a whole different thing going on. We go, we walk purely to walk. We walk purely to be in nature. And this may seem pretty obvious, but it's actually a lot more difficult than you think. So if you go for a walk anytime, if you don't have a dog, just go for a walk. 
and see if you can walk purely to walk and for nothing else, I guarantee you, you will surprise yourself at how difficult it is. Because what tends to happen is we will, like, let's say, I mean, this happens to me all the time. So I'll walk the dog and I'll be like, I'm walking the dog just to walk the dog. And there, right there in that thought, I'm separating myself <laughs> because I'm putting a condition in. And then I'll look at the tree and I'll, and I'll try and merge with it. I'll try and be there with it. I'll try and be totally present. Like, ah, here I am with the tree. As soon as I think that, I've separated myself. So every single time the narrative of your mind steps in and narrates what you're trying to do, it separates you. It's endemic. It's ridiculous. When you start to really see it, it's quite shocking, actually. So this idea of walking the dog purely to walk the dog is the full engagement or presence with life itself. And it's a totally different feeling from walking the dog, thinking you're walking the dog purely to walk the dog, and then having a whole big narration story every single step of the way. It's a very, very different feeling. Because every time we think, we, there's like this layer, like almost this cloth. Um, energetically, the way it looks to me is like a translucent jelly. And it's really kind of shocking when you see it. It's like you're just walking around with this jelly. So you can see everything, but you can't really feel it. And when you remove the jelly and you just feel the energy of the tree without any comment or commentary, it's a completely different experience. And so this week three, uh, don't be fooled by its simplicity. It is not simple. And it is like literally an ongoing journey. So once you discover how bad you are at walking purely to walk, then every time you go for a walk, every time you do anything, like I do this now with everything. So it's kind of like I'm cooking dinner. Am I cooking dinner or am I thinking about something else, which would be stage one, right? Disengaging. Am I cooking dinner and on my social media at the same time, which would be the same thing, right? Distraction. Am I cooking dinner, seeing it as a way of doing some personal growth work, right? Oh, thinking about what happened this morning, thinking what happened, blah, 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 blah. Or am I just cooking dinner? And it's a totally different experience. So this week is a little bit like, if, well, just start to notice the narrative. Now, a bit of a precursor, the, the narrative is also... Um, when you start to notice it, it gets really, really loud and kind of freaking annoying. Um, and it's just another stage that you go through. So don't worry if you start to notice your mind is talking and then you can hear that talking person like the whole time and you can't shut it up. You actually can't shut it up in the beginning, but it's just a phase that you go through. So essentially, just noticing that and then when you notice that and it gets really frustrating for any reason, then you always just come back to step one, which is be sensitive to the hands, be sensitive to your Reiki treatment, be sensitive to your breath. The breath will always, always bring you back into the present moment. And so it's such a powerful little tool to have. So it's kind of like when you're sitting there and you're, you're trying to walk and then it's a tree and it's a thing, you shut up, shut up, stop talking to me. And then you keep walking and it's just breathe into the flower, just breathe into the tree and then just come back to your center. And this is an ongoing um, 
it's an ongoing surrendering to the moment. Um, and as I said, it's just one of those things that it can take an awfully long time to really get the hang of it. But the, the key to this is this is where your freedom lies. You cannot think yourself into freedom. You cannot think yourself into happiness. The only happiness that actually exists is right here, right now, this present moment. And we talk about this a lot, right? You've probably read it in millions of books. You have to be present. But no one actually really talks about what presence is. And what I've just described is what presence is. So it's the complete um, immersion into whatever it is you're doing without the thoughts narrating what you're doing. So in simplistic terms, it's going out for a walk and simply walking without any form of narrative. And when you try and do it in the beginning, you'll see why we talk about this separation because it's always, always, always there. But once you start to really work on it, once you, and work on it is not the right word, but once you really start to bring your attention into those gaps under the thoughts, into the tree without the thoughts, into the flower without the thoughts, and you just start practicing this, and you just start bringing your awareness into the flower itself without all the narrative behind it, then you'll begin to see, ah, okay. Now I've got this. And sometimes the insight that I'm, I'm kind of pointing at is something that will come all of a sudden, like a big flash of insight, like, oh my God, and all the jelly, what I'm calling the jelly or the veil or whatever you want to call it, just drops all at once. I mean, that's kind of what happened with Byron Katie, Eckhart Tolle, or these people it just dropped all at once, right? But I think for most of us, it is a gradual unseeing process. So it's a gradual process of just noticing, oh my God, there's so much stuff going on in my head. And then noticing that there are moments when there's not. Reiki treatments being perfect for that. And then there's moments when I'm merged. So I really am completely merged. And then there are moments where you're just looking at a sunset and you're not thinking about anything. And it's just kind of like this feeling of wow. And then as soon as you think, wow, that's lovely, then you're separate right? But in that moment before you thought, wow, that's lovely, was the simple wow. And that simplicity, that right there is the awareness that we're talking about. That's the, the, the moment of enlightenment we're talking about. 